Welcome to Ice Cream Sunday. My name is Austin Buckner. Trevor Holder. Dustin Wilson. And Drew Van Dyke. My man. What's your, uh, what is your author name? It's different, right? C.D. Devank is my author name. We didn't talk about this. Yeah. Yeah, You're a published author. Yes. What What have you published? So I've only published a chapbook of poetry, but it was actually through Northwest Missouri State University. Green Tower Press. Yeah. Go. Let's remember that place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It was, I I entered the um, Midwest chapbook contest and um, was a co-winner the year that I won. Um, yeah, the, when you when you win, they publish your book and then send it out. To when folks. are you going to write a comic book? Oh my god, I, I've I actually have a book book that is superhero based, um, but I'm I'm not the best drawer, so um, just write a just write a novel. You, you can write novel. it out and source out the yes. artwork to people. Do that it's true. Stick. You know what? I actually I actually I have so a children's book. I would really like to get somebody Ooh. to to illustrate because I, I think that would be. Bomb as fuck. Yeah, can, can, can you say bomb as fuck in the same sentence as you say I have a, I've written a I've children's written book? book. <laughs> bomb as fuck. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. But this, yeah. this is America. Yeah. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. We're except, gonna get lit and watch Paw Patrol go, tonight. Except go to school and not die. Um, Sick. <laughs> uh, on the case. Tell the listeners how you know us. Yeah, so obviously I, you just met him. But I, 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 I guess. Did. Yeah, um, I guess you would be us more than we spent a couple hours us. together before I actually knew your name. So. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty great. He asked hey, my name from name? the back seat four hours in. Oh, um. uh, whoa! Hold on! <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Hey! Not that back seat. That is exactly how it sounds. It is. <laughs> so spicy. He was sitting on my lap. The Little time, so it's fake fine. taxi action going on here. <laughs> No, so I actually met um, Austin in college. I was setting up an intramural football team, and this fucking asshole told me he was a star running back at his high school. I never never played football. Mm, He'd never played football. I just wanted wanted friends. And you know what? Please like it worked. <laughs> yeah, we, we did. We, yeah. You know what? In our football team, actually I like won you. at you least one game. <laughs> exactly. We didn't win one game, did we? I thought we won one. I thought we got blown out every fucking game. Every game. Maybe. You know what? You know what? The the, the win that we got was friendship. <laughs> and maybe Truman. <laughs> Might have been Truman. No, 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 no. I'm talking about flag football. Oh, oh yeah, fuck. yeah. We may have beaten like. A team of nerds. So, some, somebody may have forfeited. <laughs> That's true. I think that but, might have been what it is. But so Austin I remember, made the t-shirts. I, I did make the t-shirts. I, I did make the t-shirts. I might still have that somewhere. The Hudson 3s. The Hudson 3s, man, because we were on the third we're floor of Hudson Hall. We were, we were pretty simple. Speaking of t-shirts, I still have that uh, t-shirt we got from Nodaway Valley that had that super religious thing on the back that they had to get rid of. Super religious thing on the back? Yeah. It, it was a... Uh, Closing the barn doors, baptizing the well, oh, some yeah, shit like, like, like that. that. Bathing yeah. in the blood. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, shit. Wrong. Man, there was a huge stink about that. Oh, my God. Um, you, how do you know us? Okay, so. What's I your met, connection to the podcast? I met Austin 12 years ago. I think Hold we on, met, what year is it? It's 2022. Longer than that. Yeah, yeah. it's 2009. We March of 2009. At. Was it or raw? Eight, Monday Night Raw, or yeah. was it was it raw, or was it? No, New it, Year's was Rev- it was raw. It was raw. Okay, let me tell you. Okay, okay so yeah, I uh, it, I remember this very vividly because it was the night that Randy Orton DDT'd uh, Stephanie, Stephanie and then kissed her when yeah, Triple um, H was handcuffed to the turnbuckle. Me and my roommate at the time yep. went to Raw, and you guys were what seated on the other side of the fucking arena. Yeah, I don't know how. Was it like, the Kemper Arena in it Kansas was, City? No, it was. Um, 
um, Sprint Center. Sprint Center. Sprint Center. Sprint Center. Okay, yeah. Or T-Mobile Center, whatever it is. I met, have they changed the T-Mobile? They have, yeah, because they um, yeah. they are all together. They're, they're merged. Yeah, so I met I met point. you through him. I uh, may be going to a Luke Bryan concert in Kansas City. Well, oh, that's no. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're, we're moving off of that. Um, yeah, I met you at Monday Night Raw, and uh, we kind of met through our mutual love of professional wrestling mm-hmm. and yeah i think um, i've talked about this before but i met sean comer who introduced yeah. me to like indie wrestling and that sort of thing and then sean knew brian brian mm-hmm. was your roommate and um and then so sean was like you gotta meet brian yeah and then i met brian and then fell in love with his roommate and, yeah yeah because his roommate was badass it's um true. it's true we went throughout all of college fake role-playing as wrestlers yeah yeah. As a team known as Dustin Star and Austin Montaro. That is where I first met you. Yes, yeah. that is. Because because I recorded a, 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 a promo that you guys yeah. did. Yeah, Monstar. Yes. Monstar. The Monstar. Right. Oh. Show, show the I got tattoos. It runs deep. I got tattoos yes. of my fake wrestling slash not stripper name uh, while I was at Northwest Missouri State. Yeah. Um, because we had this grand idea that we were going to go to Harley Races Wrestling Academy. Mm-hmm. We actually went up and stayed with your really weird friend that one time. <laughs> not my friend. That was Sean Comer's friend. Okay. I'm not going to claim that or, I don't remember his I name. I don't remember his name. And he, we went to Harley's school. And this uh, man moved to Eldon, Missouri just to live in the same city as Harley Races Wrestling School. Yeah. Oh. It's fucking creepy. Which, if you know where Eldon is, I'm sure mm-hmm. you do, yeah. it is a hole in the wall piece yeah. of shit. Camera. Right outside of Lake of the Ozarks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we went there and we went to Trevor Murdoch's bar and told him that we were planning on going there to mm-hmm. be wrestlers. And what, was it Trevor that bought us around? A beer? Yeah, yeah. Like a, so, yeah, Trevor owned a bar there and we saw Ace Steel and we're too nervous to talk to him. Yeah, like, oh God, that's Ace Steel. Um, but we sat down with Trevor for actually <laughs> yeah, Trevor like a night. Trevor sat yeah, down and like talked with hours. us for, yeah, for a while. And then, awesome. you know, ever since then, we've been kind of, I, I I went to Harley's school for about six months and then I immediately quit because it was not for me. And then I, so that was 2000, what, 2010? Yeah. Yeah. And then I got into wrestling like five years later. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. so. you were a year behind me in school yep. and we were, we were dead set. We're going to go. We're going to wrestle for Harley. We're going to do whatever as we do as Monstar. We did all the things that you're supposed to do as as uh, pro took, wrestling trainees. Promo pictures. You were the first one to shave my head because I thought I needed to match <laughs> with you. Yeah. I mean, we were a legit. Yeah. That was a thing. Monstar. And it's kind of just translated into our friendship from yeah. there. Fucking Monstar. E-Fed wrestling. Fuck yes. Oh, someday <laughs> when you're back. The Not three back. of us are going to have to have a uh, conversation, Retired. a podcast about uh, E-Fed wrestling. Oh, okay, so I, I, don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't know what names so, mean. Uh, it, we'll explain it's it It's like later. Dungeons and Dragons, but with wrestling. I love Dungeons and Dragons. Does anybody else play? No. Oh, I want to. But we E-Fed no, wrestling. Let's do it. It was, it, was, <laughs> yes. it was Dungeons and Dragons, but it was E-Fed wrestling, and I served as a player slash dungeon master. And nice. I will explain it all to you. Yes, in, we in have a time. very Please storied do. history where we've had ladder matches. We've had rivalries. We've had... I've turned on him so many goddamn times that he can't count anymore. Guys, I'm, I'm a dragon-born bard, and I have a magical pitchfork. I'm a big, strong guy. I and I'm it. not that anymore. I'm a little man, but I do lucha shit. So yes. yeah, <gasps> yeah. Great. it's been yeah, it's been, been years, so and you've been my best friend since then. Love now. Love you too. I love you. I love all of you. Monster. 
How do you how do you know how do you know us? Oh, I met hey hey I met Trevor. Oh, the Texas trip. I, when we went to Texas, when yeah. we went to see uh, Royal Rumble. Yes, uh, a couple years back. Where and I saw him go into a fucking meat, meat coma. Meat coma. <laughs> meat Jesus. Oh, meat Jesus. Risen. I don't think uh, we we, bo- we bonded over so our love of meat. When you order that violence che- and when you order that cheeseburgers today and alcohol because <laughs> you provided all of it. We talked They're about all that warm. on a recent. <laughs> all of it. We talked about that on a recent episode. Not a recent episode. Mm. Sorry, it was actually like mm. weeks and weeks and weeks ago. But I just cut it up, and it's one of the clips in our best of episode where we talk about our um, room temperature backseat rum chata. God damn, <laughs> oh, I love rum chata. Um, you and my this was, <laughs> this was okay. This was expired. Probably oh, like it was given it. It is given to me for probably free. eighty-four degree yeah. uh, rum chata um, for an eighteen-hour trip to oh. fucking God damn it. San Antonio. We did it again. This is another nine-minute fucking okay. intro. All right. All right. Uh, this is we talked about. Uh, this was okay. So here's the thing. I thought that the four of us, given our car ride around Pella, that this was going to be like fucking silly, goofy man fun, and then it ended up being like super serious. Dude. Yeah, it's about like. Just being better dads and overall better human beings and functional uh, families. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's so weird because like when I started this podcast in 2016, every episode was uh, was recorded while I was violently high, um, and so it was just silly, goofy, and like none of the stories mm-hmm. made any sense. It was a lot of like inside jokes about people we worked with or people I had previously slept with. E girls and that. Oh God, so many. Um, and now, uh, now that I'm 33 years old, this podcast has become. Um, fuck, man. I don't know. Therapy. Like, mm-hmm. We the first episode was with Morgan. We talked about like uh, surviving cervical cancer, and then David's episode was kind of like about falling out with his father, um, and and his relationship issues, and finding Kenna, and mine was about like growing the fuck up and having kids, um, and then yours was with Heather and talking about like your relationship. Yep. And then fucking ever since we've had these like really silly moments, of course, but like the majority of it has been, um, it's been pretty, yeah, really personal, really serious. And like, this sounds really cocky, but I said it on Facebook. Like I would fucking put this podcast up against any other podcast in the world. Like we labeled it a comedy podcast and it has become like anything, but I don't even know how to categorize it now, but, uh, um, drama over Joe Rogan. We're coming for you, (laughs) bitch. But, uh, yeah. You guys do DMT? (laughs) <laughs> i love I the know. i fucking love this podcast and uh this is episode number 23 sit back relax and enjoy the ice cream sunday podcast I want to get that on the registry. The automatic cat, uh, not feeder, the automatic cat uh, litter box? Yeah. So, Spe- specifically for like the baby registry, okay, not... Yes. So you, I think that you should. And the reason for that is because it's it's unsafe for your family. Exactly. Because she's pregnant and you're not supposed to be around cat litter. Because, Great. And I don't want to do the, the litter, but I have to. So, so the litter's a pain in the ass. It really is. Right. Do we all have cats? Oh, yeah. yeah. How many do you have? 
two. Uh, names? Uh, Luna and Pippin. Boy and girl. Yeah. Or girl and boy, I guess. Br- brother and sister, yeah. I have two. Sophie and Callie. Sophie and Choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we, then you have like nine. We now have four, which we need to shut that shit down. So, I mean, like yeah. I say, if you want that fourth no. one. Yeah. Not at all. Momo, Bella. Uh, uh, you know uh, Fuck, hold on. The boy. Shit. Um, Come on. Momo, Bella. um, Bing bong. (laughs) Bing bong. Fuck you like. Bing bong. Bowser and Socks. No. Natasha. No, no, it's Natasha. (laughs) I'm never calling her Natasha. It's this orange cat. It's got white feet. It looks like Socks. So I'm not calling her Natasha. Sorry, Phoenix. Um, Yeah, totally. Totally. What? Um, here, here's a good question. It's a good segue. So you talked about baby registry for um, not your register. Is it called registry mm-hmm. for your marriage? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's called too. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was your favorite item that you put on there, or what? What was your favorite wedding gift? Let's just go there. Start with you. Ooh. Okay. Uh, hmm. Let's see. You're like my wife was my favorite wedding gift. <laughs> I mean, she 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 is a gift every day. <laughs> she said yes. So <laughs> it, right. God, I don't Let's know why. Um. I really like our vacuum. That's that's a weird. Yeah, it's it's a. I never thought I'd like vacuum. I think cleaners. the older you get, the more that you love just like appliances. Dude, we we, yeah. we recently yeah. got one of those Roomba vacuums, yes. and it is the coolest shit in the world. <laughs> I, I literally I, I sat down with it and just watched it so, for like an hour so, and a half at one point. It was just like awesome. You, I I always thought like it's it's automatic. It'll mm-hmm. go back to its charging station, and it does. Yeah, but. Never let that fucker go when you're not home no. because if it if it does die and it does get stuck and you don't hear it, you're never going to find Correct. it. That was lost for six months. <laughs> we had no idea where it was. What happened was the fucker crawled into a like an un, like a uh, like one of the bags for like a suit jacket. Yeah. That was under our bed. They just crawled in there and couldn't get out. Couldn't figure out how to get the fuck out. So it's just stuck in there for I mean, months. Have you seen the room? Literally months. And then we went to, um, we installed these, uh, like the pull down blinds that are in our bedroom. Yeah. And we had to move the the bed mm-hmm. to hang them up and put a ladder there. And we were like, what the fuck? This motherfucker. There's the empty docking station over there. And they're like, huh. Yeah. We came home and there was like, well, I don't hear it going, and it's not at the docking station. We have no idea. There's just, just no a idea. sad beeping in and the it's background. Always you like, can't tell where it's from. We, it, it died. Like while we, were gone, we were gone for that long, and it, it just completely yeah. died. So it wasn't even beeping. It wasn't even doing like the fucking like R2-D2 help me <laughs> bullshit. It was like it was gone. Um, it seems like every we lose something, and then we find something, and then we immediately lose just one thing again. Right yeah. now, it's my sunglasses. I don't know where they are. Um, yeah. Do you remember when... Um, you, me, and Heather lived together, and we were like, oh, let's get a Roomba. And we thought it was a great idea. We got it, and it said it's, it runs on carpet, and then we tried it once, and it got caught on the carpet. We're like, all right, well, fuck this. We're not <laughs> we're not dealing with it. We're taking it back. I feel like we had like so much cool shit that we never actually used. Like, yeah. We, we the lived, fireplace? We, yeah. We <laughs> lived on the third floor specifically to have a fireplace, mm-hmm. and that, this great fireplace that didn't happen. One time. We I, used, I, I used even talked mantle. to Austin, and I, I think I had him convinced that it was like, hey, we're going to make Christmas cards. And it's just going to be us with like a bearskin rug like, just draped As over us. Should Hold me uh, like you did on Naboo. Uh, like, uh, like we're, we're just going to be nude under it and just like the, the rug like covering us. I was what? like, that's going to be amazing. What was your favorite wedding gift? The money. 
<laughs> I, I don't, that's fair. I legit don't hey, remember that's fair. anything that we asked for. I, I, yeah, the money. Yeah. And the money went back into the house, so. Fuck yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Didn't but, you guys hey, just do renovations on your house? Yeah. I was going to say, Roomba, we have one of those, and the kids named it Bob after Overwatch. Oh, sick. Yeah. Yep. So every time we start it, we're like, Bob, do something. Mine's, oh. mine's named Sparky. So, so yeah. Okay, this kind of this kind of ties in because you had a podcast with this person, and he just made like a didn't just make, but a month a few months ago he made a Roomba video. Do, have you ever seen Corey's Roomba TikTok? Maybe. So he's he's vacuuming himself next to the Roomba, and he's like, "No, get away! You fucking <laughs> do your you can't do your fucking job." Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't be here no. if you would do your fucking job. Yeah, but didn't didn't he also make a video where uh, he would like the Roomba knocked over a broom and it's like you got the job. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have Corey on. Yeah, I miss him. Uh, I've actually never met him in person. I don't think. There you have. I think once. Maybe? I don't remember. Maybe I don't, I don't know. know. I remember we were gonna combine our fucking podcast powers, and then I made fourteen episodes and was like, I'm out. <laughs> but now we're at 20 and this is with the this would be 20 20 okay hold on we yeah, already recorded one probably 23rd 23 yeah <laughs> it's our michael jordan episode yes so so it's funny because or the, lebron james did i ever, <laughs> did I ever tell you the story about like what happened with me and Corey after like our podcast kind of went to shit did you fall in love no uh, so me and Corey had a big falling out. I didn't talk to him for like a couple of years. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it was a big thing. Like what? serious falling out with your best friends. I don't know what that was. So <laughs> so basically, what happened? This is gonna be like the wedding podcast. We'll get we'll get to after story. after your podcast ended. Which um, one? He had seven of them. It was the original it. ice cream. Oh, okay. Sunday. Yeah. Podcast. Um. Ours kind of fell to the wayside because he picked up streaming. Mm-hmm. Um and mm-hmm. was doing D and D streams and stuff like that, and you know, we we took this very seriously. We put in a lot of work to it. At least I like to think. And then, uh, which podcast did you put more work? I just personally, that one or Ice Cream Sunday, like this one. Yeah. Oh, this one. Oh, good answer. <laughs> good answer. Um, you're about to get fired. But no. Uh, you can't fire me. I know because I don't have David gonna, anymore. Then, yeah, then it's David, just going to be you. David died seven episodes ago. Um, roadside Jesus. Uh, no, but so what happened was, um, we had a big falling out because uh, after a while, he's like, "Hey, man, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna step away," and I felt, I felt slighted by it. Like honestly, I was, I was pretty upset. It was like, like man, we we did this together. Like, I don't know. I had bad fe- <laughs> I had bad feelings about it. So, um, one night, uh, I had gone out on this d- date with uh, this this girl I had met. We got back to my place, and I killed her. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, Gave her the old what a twist. One of your crimes. <laughs> so. <laughs> So what what ended up happening was um, we got back to my place and then I get a phone call from uh, an unknown number, restricted number, whatever you want to call it. And uh, it was just odd Mm -hmm. Uh, because he goes, uh, the guy called, I answered and he goes, hi, this is so-and-so with uh, Suncoast 
publishing or something like that, right? And he's like, heard a few episodes of your podcast. We'd be interested in doing this thing with you. But the thing is, you got to, like, we just want you. I thought that was weird because we hadn't done very many episodes. And the ones that we did do, uh, the last one we did was like six months prior. And I was like, well, like, I tried getting as much info as I could, already knowing it was bullshit. I know exactly who was calling me because I recognized his voice. I'm not an idiot. I was like, look, I'm not doing this without Corey. And, um, you know, I was like, look, I know it's you. I'm not a fucking idiot. Like, it's it's fucked up that you're even doing this knowing that, like, we had this falling out and blah, blah, blah. So I come to find out later from another uh, friend that it was a, it was a prank call, which was obvious, but he had recorded it, Ooh. and they thought it was funny. And then I found out who all was in the loop with it, and it was super fucked up. So for like two years, because no one fessed up to it other than the one that told me about it, because he played me the recording for mm-hmm. it. Um, like I just, I didn't talk to anybody. Like they said, fuck them. And then I want to say, you know, about two years later, I, I kind of finally hit him up. I was like, Hey, look, I want to try to put it behind us. And you know, it kind of went over. Well, it's all water under the bridge. Now, um, the people that were in the know of it apologize and all agreed like, yeah, that was super fucked up. We're sorry. Um, and and I'm in good standing with them all, but like it was just a really bad situation that just pretty much ended a friendship for a good while. Do you want me to kill him? Well, he you already know, killed that girl with so kindness. He did already kill that girl. Whatever happened to that girl? Uh, you know, we can ask our friend Jennifer Grimes. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, future gonna, murder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> future murder. <laughs> Guys, 2034 is going to be a weird year. <laughs> Uh, what was yours? Your favorite uh, favorite wedding gift? Um, honestly, it's either the money or it's the air fryer slash dehydrator. Let's fucking yes. go! Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm changing fryer. my answer. I love my fucking air fryer. Oh, it's, it's so good! Best. I use it all the time. They're so good. I only I have like the little morning. one, like the little bucket one. That yeah. that and I it gives me a chance to make beef jerky whenever I want. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you make beef jerky in an air fryer? Like, like, do you have to put it in like low and slow? Like, how, how does that work? Uh, well, well, what do you say? Carefully. <laughs> I like so, that answer. We the thing is, we got like an air fryer, and then my dad got me like an air mm. fryer slash dehydrator. Gotcha. I'm not entirely for sure of the signage because we didn't have it very sure. long before my dad was like, "Hey, can I borrow this?" Oh, to so do it's not that. <laughs> and I just not never using got it back. The air fryer portion, you're using the dehydrator. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Gotcha. So, so what you're ba- is you ba- push a button. Basically, yeah. what we do is, um, you know, we get the meat uh, in in like certain cuts, uh, marinate it. For like 24 hours Mm -hmm. and then, uh, you know, make sure it's all seasoned up right. And then uh, throw it in the dehydrator. And the thing is, my dad would run this old ass dehydrator. It was like a circle dehydrator. It had trays, had this yellowish cover. 
that you put on top of it. And he ran it for like 24 hours mm-hmm. for it to be done. The upside to this was it's obviously, uh, excuse me, it's obviously much bigger and it does it in like eight. So I got super excited and, and there's been so many times I've asked him like, hey, how exactly do you do this? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I, I have no idea. Yeah, pretty much. I, I was Listen like, I was like, to your heart. There's got to be a specific recipe that you follow, or at least uh, types of measurements, something to go by. He's like, ah, like, it, like the thing is, it's pretty consistent throughout. He just changes things up randomly. And how old is your father? I don't know. <laughs> Do you think he's in his, like is he in his fifties? Yeah, you have it has to be right because you're thirty three. I don't know. Anyway, so the point I'm trying to make is like, I think if you ask anyone that's had a recipe for many, many years, it's over like the age of 50. You're like, hey, how do you do this? What's the measurements? They're like, I have a real fucking idea. Like I asked my grandma, like, Just hey, wing it. how do you make your meatloaf, your macaroni and cheese? Like all the dishes I love. She's like, I have no idea. I'm like, can you eyeball it? Can you fucking... Can, <laughs> can you, you write like, it down as yeah. you go? Just a dash of She's this. like, I don't. I have no idea. A dash of that. Yeah, it's literally like, I don't know, just like a handful of I blah, love, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, <laughs> a dash of this. How much is a dash? You know, a dash. A bit more than mm-hmm. a dip. Uh, one, it's like that thing one from... One Incredibles uh, middle child. It's it's like that thing from uh, Schitt's Creek. I don't know if you've ever seen that scene. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, it's like, just fold the cheese. I don't know what that means. <laughs> just fold just, the cheese, just, David. Just fold it. <laughs> but what what does that mean? This is your recipe. I can't tell yeah. you everything. Yeah. It's your recipe. I don't know how to make it clear. Just like, you know, take the cheese. And fold it. And fold it. One thing I wanted to talk about with you guys, because um, when we get married, Amy will officially become step-parent to mm-hmm. my kids. And both of you married women who mm-hmm. already had a child. Mm-hmm. Um, boys. Uh, actually, and and it'll be a boy for Amy too. Um, what? Well, actually, I'm gonna go back because obviously you got married first yeah. before Drew, mm-hmm. and I remember this this line. This not a line. It's not a lyric. It's like a, just a, a sentence that was said by someone from Monica's side of the family when we were sitting at your wedding, mm-hmm. and she said, "Man, it takes a real man to marry a woman who already has a kid." Yeah. Um, which if anyone sees a photo of you, you are a real man with the uh, most glorious fucking hair I've ever seen and the beard of uh, beautiful Zeus like beard. Um, thanks pandemic. <laughs> what? Uh, haven't you heard man? It's over. Um, COVID's done. Man. COVID's just in the past. Two weeks. Right. <laughs> We're on a monkey pox now. <laughs> yeah. We moved on. We're, there's so many things that can kill you at this point. Um, <laughs> guys, I'm, I'm what's, not in uh, vogue with the latest <laughs> pandemic. Um, when you met, Monica, that was the first person you dated that had had kids. Yeah. Um, what was that like? Obviously, I mean, I've dated people that have kids, but just to kind of put yourself or to put myself in in the Amy's shoes, like, what were you feeling when you're like, "Hey, I'm starting this relationship at a young age, by the way, with a woman who has a kid already." You know, it it was different because you know, I went from a relationship with a single psychopath. Oh yeah. To a I remember responsible woman. She was working and I met her at a friend's house. It was, we were hanging out and they brought her over and we all played games and, you know, she started off the conversation with, Hey, you know, I've got a three month old and you know, that's 
you know, basically everything that I do right now. I'm like, yeah, you know, that's that's fine. It's it's not. It wasn't like a deal breaker. It was an adjustment period. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of hard to explain. Like, you know, when you're in college, and you know, we were you were what, a sophomore and I was a junior, I think. Yeah. At the time, yeah, I was one one grade. You're right me. in the middle of like that prime period mm-hmm. of being in college, and I'm dating somebody who has a three month old. Yeah. And it, it changed my dynamic with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's like how can you date somebody who's got a child that young and it's not even yours? I'm like, it's not really about that. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't change who she is. It doesn't change who I am. It's just an addition. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was like we were together for basically a year and a half in the rest of college. And it was just a growing period. It's learning how to balance that relationship because it was a long-term relationship and we were long distance. She was two hours away. So do you think getting into a relationship at that age with someone that had a child like matured you once you met her, like once you met her and started dating her and um, obviously, I mean, married, take on the responsibility of, of, you know, it's kind of hard to answer. Yes and no. Learning about a child at that age when you're Mm -hmm. still basically a child you're a baby learning how to like change diapers learning Mm -hmm. you know that kids work on their own schedule and they'll wake up at three o'clock in the morning for no reason yep and stay Mm -hmm. up until eight o'clock and then (laughs) your time to get up and you know it, it it was a learning period it I was always kind of more mature during that period anyway, just because of how I was raised. Yeah. But I kind of slid into that role of like dad. Mm -hmm. It was, it was kind of an easy adjustment for me really. Cause that's kind of what I've always been kind of a family person. Yeah, for sure. So it it didn't really affect me as much as other people would have thought it would have affected me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then for you, uh, so Brendan was three months old. Yeah. Uh, how old was Emmett? Emmett had just turned two um, whenever, like right before I first met him. And Excuse then me, how long, there. that's another question. Uh, how long were you dating uh, Monica before you met Brendan? Oh, I'm, I think I met her the very first day I met her. Oh, really? I met Brendan and her that at makes the sense, same time. Cause he's cause, a, yeah, because yeah, he's so, Cause he's we met infant. at that, at our, our friend's apartment and that she brought him with her that makes sense so it was the very first day i met him how long were you dating mercedes before she it, introduced it you was it was a couple it was maybe about a month and a half a couple months um i i remember um she brought him to the park in columbia where i was living at the time and i remember i, I was parked on the complete opposite side of the park to where she was and uh, my very first memory with him is i was walking up the hill and i remember seeing um, this, he was, I mean, he's like up to like my nipples on me now, but like he well, was, he, he was up to, <laughs> mine's almost taller than me. So. <laughs> he, he's going to get there. Like the dude is going to be a giant. Oh yeah. Um, the kid's grown up so much. Oh my just, God. Right. What, like, yeah. How long have you been married? Two years? I have been married. Let me see. Uh, yeah, we got married. Uh, no, three, three years. Yeah. Because we got married right before the pandemic. Oh, and then yeah. The it next been year, 19, we were having Theo. Yep. And then 
the pandemic happened. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, no, my, my first memory is I see this little squat dude who is about like just a little over my knees um, with his little ball cap on and he's kicking a soccer ball. He doesn't, doesn't know where he's going. He's just like kicking it because Mercedes gave him a soccer ball so she could get everything collected because we were having a picnic. And um, so she had him like walking over the hill and I just see him like, don't, don't, don't get, and he's, he's, he would have been the age that Theo is right now. Yeah. Um, which it makes all the sense in the world. Um, but yeah, I just distinctly remember I, I had brought him a book um, and it was Naked Mole Rat. Something about Naked Mole Rat Learns to Wear Clothes or something like that because I just thought it looked hilarious. Yes. Um, and I remember reading it to him and he he let me pick him up and he looked at me as I was like picking him up and he was like, oh, okay. And so, yeah, that, um, yeah. Yeah, that, that was my very first memory. Completely off topic, but I got a video call from Kaylee today because the boys wanted to talk to me. Uh-huh. It's like 7.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. She was telling me that she just got like a stack of books from work. Uh-huh. She works at a daycare. Yeah. Um, and some parent like brought in a stack of books mm-hmm. and they didn't keep them at the daycare. So Kaylee just took them um, and didn't look at them before she brought them home. <laughs> oh, no, and the no. book at the bottom was like a, it was like a uh, sort of a graphic novel, but it was like big. Like, yeah, you know, like it looked yeah, like yeah. a child's book, but yeah. it's like a graphic novel for right. teenagers, and it was like a or preteens, and it was like a um, learning about your body while it's going through puberty. <laughs> yes, like here's what a period yeah. is like uh, for girls. Yeah, and my my youngest son, mm-hmm. Carrick, um, which is uh, not my biological son. Kaylee had a third child, mm-hmm. and kind of helping raise it because the biological father's not in the picture. Yeah. Anyway, um, he's just running around with this book. Um, <laughs> and he's like, ABCs. I was like, that's not what that is <laughs> at all. <laughs> B is for period. Um, so C is for crabs. Yeah. So you said about a, a few months. Is that right? It was, it was, it was a few months in. Yeah. Maybe it's cause I was, maybe it's cause my kids were a little bit older, but mm-hmm. I think, and, and the living situation as well. Cause mm-hmm. I was in Des Moines, Amy was in Pella, but I think, year and a half yeah maybe two years we were dating before and and a lot of that came from like i jumped into a relationship with uh esmeralda the last girl i dated before amy mm-hmm. and we moved in and she met the boys like right away yeah and then that relationship ended like two months later and, and, and then it, i was like i'm never yeah. introducing my kids to another woman it's for as the long as i live of everything though. yeah 100 yeah. percent. you never know it's and you know and like in my situation it's like we were very upfront from the beginning. Mm-hmm. She's like, he is more important to me than you or anybody else. And so internally I had to know that I was going to be second mm-hmm. and I was fine with that yeah, because yeah. that is her responsibility. I'm just the guy there. And if things move on, if we go further from here, perfect. But also him being that young, I was going to be a part of a lot of first yeah. watching him walk, yeah. watching him talk. And, and you, it's kind of a crazy thing. Just it prepared me for my, my first yeah. born. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's weird though, because I can see the protectiveness coming from oh, your yeah. end there. Of, you don't want to expose them to somebody who may not be there for ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think like for me personally, like obviously Amy has, um, like three nieces and nephews now. She has yeah. two two nieces, one's a newborn, and then a nephew. 
who's like the same age as Kenta and is a bulldozer like Kenta. <laughs> so um, I'm sure she would have been, I mean, just her personality, she would have been great with kids regardless. But to see her like interact with my kids, I'm like, oh, this is like, cannot wait to have another kid. Uh, yeah. Gonna have to wait another three years. Someone <laughs> just got her birth control re-upped. Ew. And so in her arm, that's why she has stitches in her arm. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't beat her, mm-hmm. I promise. But um, she has like stitches in her arm mm-hmm. and a big bruise. Um, she got like whatever it's called. But um, a smart idea. Yeah. She just got out of so line. So if we have hey. another kid, mm-hmm. she will get that taken out when I'm 36 years old. The earliest that we can have a kid, I'll be 37. I will be the oldest fucking oldest father fuck. in the world. <laughs> Um, hey, and, my, my grandpa? and my oldest kid will be 10. So, um, you know, it'll be kind of like my uncle Trent and, and me, yeah. like, and I grew up with my grandparents. So like, essentially that's my Same. brother, you know? Well, so, I mean, if you think about it though, like it can't be any worse than uh, like the age difference between Heather and her mom. Well, that's true. Yeah. Like that, how old that's is drastic. Mom? Uh, I think she's in her seventies. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think she's in her 70s, but w- the the crazy thing is, so um, Heather is the youngest uh, child. Mm-hmm. Her brother is, like, in his 50s. So, like, there's a giant, giant Does age gap. Heather's siblings, are, they all have the same mom and dad? Yeah. So they were just, they were just fucking for years then. I love that. Yeah. I love that for them. <laughs> I love that for them. How, how many, how many siblings does she have? All of them. <laughs> All the ones that she has. That's fair. That's a fair thing. To say. I think, I think one or two. I it, it's, I don't, like I don't know. I I don't want to say too much. Like and, no, and no, no, you're, di- you're dive into something that that would be more better explained by her. But um, no, please, no, no worries. But yeah, I mean, there's just isn't a whole lot of communication with their siblings. Okay. Um, so I can't, I can't really say too much. How close? Cause I feel like it was pretty close. Um, was it from you finding out about Phoenix and you can explain that. I don't know if we've dove into that story or not. If you want to, I think we did on like the, Oh yeah, that's about... right. That's right. Yep. Um, and then you meeting Heather, like how close was that? It had to have been only like a few months, right? Cause both of those happened when we were living together at that same apartment. We were only there for like a year and a half. So it had been pretty close. Yeah, it, it was within a few months. Um, I do remember. I do remember trying to uh, have a relationship with somebody uh, before oh, Heather. Yeah, yeah. Um, which that that was. So basically, what happened was, um, I was flipping through Tinder, um, matched up and with some as you do, mm-hmm. right. Matched up with somebody. I mean, you don't know about that. Not but. at all. <laughs> yeah. You um, got locked down before the whole, like, internet dating boom. 10 yeah. years in October. So uh, I matched up, I matched up with this girl. Yeah, that's right. I matched up with this girl. And as it turns out, um, Austin had also matched with her. Hey. Oh. Yo. The thing is. Boy. The thing is, she didn't know we were roommates. And they were roommates. <laughs> And uh, she lived in the same complex. Not the same building, but the same complex. This sounds pretty complex. Um, Horny fucks. And it was funny because... You know what it is. Uh, like, I, I asked her, I was like, so... Or I think we both asked her, like, when she came and hung out. But we asked her, I was like, so what made you decide to go with me over him? 
She goes, well, you messaged first. I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, He's a short. It's true. So she's pretty cool. We, we hang out for a bit. And, and during the course of that, uh, is when I learned about Phoenix. And, um, I only hung out with, uh, can I say her name? I don't think she'd mind. I hung out with Lexi one time, like after you guys were talking. Because yeah. I was like, you guys are sort of like have a thing, so we're all friends now. And I went over to a, her apartment and got violently high. Yeah. And then yeah. I was like, I can't move. She's like, do you want to eat something before you walk back to your apartment? And I was like, that'd be great. What do you have? She's like, Lucky Charms? So I ate a bowl of Lucky Charms um, in her <laughs> living room before I walked back. Uh, that was one of the, probably like the top five uh, best getting high instances of my life. Yeah. So, um... So, you know, it obviously didn't go anywhere. Um, and during that, during the whole course of me finding out about Phoenix and going into dating and all that leading up to Heather was, I felt it pretty important. Like, hey, just to let you know, um, I just found out I have a kid. I have every intention of being in that child's life. This is the story behind it. Blah, blah, blah. I'm really uh typically like upfront and open about situations like that just because i feel like hey it's important to know be courteous about it and then you know you can decide if you want to stick around and be along for the ride or not were you dating heather when you had your first visitation with phoenix yes so how does that conversation happen what is that conversation like where you're like hey so because you hadn't met phoenix yet when you started dating Mm. And you're like, hey, this is happening. Like, if this becomes serious, you know, like, this is this is sort of your thing, too. This is our thing together. Obviously, you're married now. It all worked out. But, like, yep. how do you have that conversation? It's like, hey, I just literally just found out about this thing. This new thing's happening. And you're kind of along for the ride. Well, I was fortunate enough that she knew me before. Fair. So, she... You know, she basically came into it saying like, okay, uh, well, I mean, I know what kind of person you are and I know you're not, you know, meaning anything uh, negative or or you wouldn't do anything negative. And so, uh, you know, this is something we can do together. But she, uh, again, I'm very fortunate to have her because she was also like, I will, I will support you. I will go with you if you want me to. I won't impose myself on your visitation. Uh, I, I won't go up with you. I won't go in with you unless you want me to. Um, you know, that way everything's copacetic between everybody. And uh, so it just, it naturally worked out very, very well. And it was a surprisingly easy uh, transition as opposed to you know a crash course into a, a relationship dude i can speak to like both sides of the of the coin on this because esmeralda was like yeah like i'm gonna you know i'm gonna be there i'm gonna love your kids and then anytime that the kids were over for the weekend uh she just she bounced and she was gone for like most of the weekend like hung out with her friends probably cheated and uh and then and then i get with amy and she's like like planning shit, like planning our weekend out, like yeah. stuff to do like as a family. And she's like, yeah, let's, 
do this. Let's go outside and like play in the sprinkler and, and water guns or let's uh, watch this movie or let's go to this restaurant or <laughs> whatever. I mean, it's, it's so crazy. And like, there is nothing. Um, obviously, you can speak to this and, and I'm going to speak on behalf of Mercedes and Monica, but like, dude, there's nothing better than getting into a relationship that with someone that like not only accepts your kids, but like fucking like legitimately loves your kids. Yep. Like it's, it's the best thing in the world. Um, what uh, I, I say the same question to you. Cause uh, yeah. Emmett was a little bit older when you met him. Yeah. Um, you know, Brennan was an infant when, when you met him. So yeah. mm-hmm. um, does that relationship with a woman who has a, a two year old mm-hmm. who has his own little personality and that's a very, very big personality. <laughs> How does how do you how do you navigate those waters and do you feel like it matured matured you a little bit? It, it, I mean, you guys have been hanging out with me all day. You can tell I'm just a giant child, so like it it, it works, buddy. We <laughs> the, literally one of the first activities we did the four of us was listen to a man tell a story about how he confused Anne Frank and uh, Helen Keller. And Helen Keller. Helen Keller. Yeah. So we're yeah. all we're all big children. Shout out, Bert. We talked the, about Fortnite and wrestling. So yeah, that's the three true. of us yeah. still watch yeah. pro wrestling. We is still talk Fortnite wrestling. <laughs> yeah, so. right. Yeah. I, it, it matured certain aspects of my personality, I'd say, but I, I still am very much like the the parent who plays with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I will say I I kind of let Mercedes take the lead on what like how she wanted like discipline, sleep, like how much time she wanted me to spend when and where and how how she wanted to integrate me into his life. Um, and then I just asked a lot of questions because I you don't. I am not going to pretend like I'm some kind of expert when it comes to, especially a child's life. You just, just ask questions. And this is something I don't understand about a lot of people. It's like, everybody likes to be like, Oh, I know this. I know that. Just ask fucking questions. Nobody gives a shit. If you sound stupid, you're going to sound stupider if you're oh. doing stuff and you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Buddy, I have a, I have a, I have a six year old, mm-hmm. right? A four year old and now a two year old. Yeah. Um, Brendan just turned 14. Brendan just turned 14 and last then, weekend. Uh, and then Aiden is seven. Eight. Eight. God. Oh, my Same God. Same birthday mm-hmm. as your son. That's yes, right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, I think we, I can speak for both of us when we say like nine times out of ten, we have no idea what the fuck we're doing yeah. either. No so, idea that, that's all. called parenting. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, it, you just you always, learn. There's always crazy books and yeah. um, and like this is how you do this and this is how mm-hmm. you do this. No one fucking has any idea. Yeah. And all, every kid's different. Exactly. A hundred percent. I think the best way to put this is you think you're prepared for everything until you hold up a oh. child and he vomits on you. Dude. Like, <laughs> then all rules are out. You know, yep, exactly. Vomits. But yep. even then, like, Joe's on you. I keep telling people because I have some very responsible friends who are like, well, we're waiting until we feel that we're ready. You're never going to be You're never going to be prepared. Yeah. You're never going to be prepared. You can do all the pre- 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 mm-hmm. preparation in the world. And then the minute I don't it, like it has to be something like physical, but whatever it is, like the minute you hold your child for the first mm-hmm. time, you're just like, I'm here. I, this is it. I, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. li- like literally everything has just changed. Nothing yeah. else matters. Like, nothing else matters. hundred percent. Um, see, it's funny because, uh, and I think I'm pretty sure we talked about this before. Um, like I have a similar situation with Dustin, um, with, you know, uh, Shelby and, and Quinn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, we became a thing when he was three months old, mm-hmm. and it ended, like, three years later. And uh, so, it, whereas that didn't work out, his obviously did. And, uh, you know, it 
it it's weird because you're never going to be ready and as much as like any one of us wants to say as much as any kid wants to say like oh i'm never going to be like my parents you you <laughs> realize too late that like you're going to end up being just like your parents you're going to be the the type that lays down rules oh, God, I, and, and I stuff hope like I'm that. Nothing like, like my parents. <laughs> I love my mother, and well, know, no, you're, you're still there, so you know. But um, damn, Daniel, uh, I've got some comments on that too. <laughs> but <laughs> Austin knows my family. Basically, yeah. ba- I mean, ba- basically, there's it's a just reason like, that both of us were raised by our grandparents. Good fucking yeah. Christ! Obviously, obviously, it's you know, kids reason. are going to feel like th- their parents are too restrictive. Uh, they have all these rules and you're going to be the cool parent when you grow up and then you realize, no, they, uh, they, they really did have best interests cause I was a fucking moron. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, I was, this is going to get like kind of emotional. Um, strap in, but, uh, yeah, I mean the, the best possible thing that could have happened to me was, uh, was growing up with my grandparents. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Had that not happened, like I, I would have been on meth like as a teenager. You know I would mean? have been dead. Yeah, exactly. I'm be no, completely yeah, honest. For, honest to God. Um, and I think about this all the time, and I get emotional every time I talk about it. But yeah. my my grandfather adopted uh, my grandparents. My grandfather and my grandmother adopted us um, when I was four. My brother was two, and my sister was a newborn. Their youngest child was uh, is 10 years older than me, so he was 14. In four years, four years from the time that they adopted me and my siblings would have been empty nesters. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. all the money in the fucking world. Mm-hmm. My grandfather made stupid good money. Yeah. Um, their house probably wasn't, I mean, it was pretty, probably pretty close to being paid off. I mean, they would have, had, they would have been set. Would have had the most incredible life. I always uh, like that house, by the way. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I love that house. Uh, the most incredible life together, just like stress-free. And they were young parents. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they had like in their, let's see, I was born and my grandfather was 40. So, 14, so 50, mid-50s, right? Yeah. Right? Still healthy. Both of them mm-hmm. still healthy. Um, empty nesters, Right fucking they could have traveled they could have done whatever the fuck they wanted and instead they're like we're gonna spend all the money we have all the money in our savings and we're gonna raise these three fucking hooligans right (laughs) yeah i think about that all the fucking time all the fucking time that i'm like this (laughs) this uh and i was i was a uh uh, I think a lot. I think you guys saw this in high school or in college, mm-hmm. especially the first few years of college. Um, I was not a good person, um, and I was a very angry. Like even up to like 2019, like when I started medication and therapy, mm-hmm. not a good person at all, um, and and much worse when I was a teenager. And I never once saw them like, never once saw them like raise their voice. Yeah, never once got angry. Um, yeah. And, and then, um, once I was old enough to like realize the situation because, and I want to have, sounds really bad, but I do want to have my mother on this podcast and like talk mm-hmm. to her about like, Hey, why the fuck did you leave? Like, yeah, I get that. Like you were, you, you lost your kids when I was four, but like when I was six, you said like, fuck you. And you just fucked off to Texas and I didn't oh, see wow. you for years. 
Um, or I might see you for like a holiday, right? Or you might show up on a birthday, right? And then, or you show up at my high school graduation and you're like, uh, brag about how awesome you raised your kid. Well, um, nah, fuck you. Yeah. I mean, we have an okay relationship now, but it's because I'm in my thirties and I don't need a mother anymore. So it's like, mm-hmm. she's just like an old friend. You know what I mean? Um, that I get to pick on for being lame. Um, but they, they navigated and, and like when I got old enough to be like, Hey, why am I fucking mom? And then I get angry. I get mm-hmm. so angry. And they, uh, they were never like, Hey, you shouldn't feel this way. They were just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I get it. Absolutely. I get it. I'm on your side. Um, more often than not, they're angrier. Yo, a hundred percent. hundred percent. Um, so to have that support from them and then to watch them, like to watch them sacrifice everything. And then, um, and then again, they're going to be an empty, empty, empty nesters. Right. So 2011 comes along. My sister graduates high school. They're going to be empty nesters again. My sister graduates high school in May of 2011. My grandfather dies in October of 2011. And it's like, you sacrificed all of this for an additional, I don't know, decade, whatever, 14, I don't know, whatever, how long it took um, to get us all out of the house. Mm -hmm. But you sacrifice all of this and you basically raise another three kids and uh, another two boys and, and, and a girl. And, uh, and then you retire and like your whole life's ahead of you and you get all of this like wonderful years together. And then like three months after you're, you have an empty nest. Like I'm just, I don't know, man, like I get emotional. It makes me so fucking sad. You know, yeah. we, we always talk about how you and I are, are pretty similar in that regard about, you know, Oh, grow up with your grandparents, middle names, Lee, you're born trauma. on the third. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Family. Tra- well, yeah, that, Kids born, kids born on the exact, exact same, same day. day. Yeah, the, all of that. You know, but like my scenario, my mom got sick when I was nine with breast cancer. Mm-hmm. It was me, my dad, my mom, and my sister who was really young. She yeah. was like three or four at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. She had breast cancer um, metastasized, spread to her brain, spread to her throat and both of her lungs. In about a three and a half, four year process, ended up taking her right after 9 11, actually. Um, and my dad kind of, he mentally tanked. He was using mm-hmm. drugs. He was using her drugs, her hydrocodone. I walked in on him, had a conversation with him about that. And eventually he kind of went off the deep end and got pulled over driving down the wrong side of the highway. In Texas with my sister in the front seat of the car, who was underage at the time, no Mm -hmm. seatbelts. And we were about to go into Texas state custody. And my grandparents, who were probably mid-60s at the time, Mm -hmm. dropped everything on a dime, drove from Missouri all the way to Texas, loaded us up, said, you're living with us now. Mm -hmm. And I was 13, just getting ready to go into high school had to uproot uproot my entire life basically mm-hmm. moved back to missouri to an area i didn't know anybody and start all over again with two elderly people yeah who had been retired for years mm-hmm. i mean my grandpa was an electrician my grandma was a teacher they had a decent retirement income mm-hmm. and now they're taking on 
you know, a 13 year old and a six year old. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's one of those things where you, you sit back and you realize if it weren't for them, I would be probably dead or in state custody. Yeah. Be an orphan. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have to do what they did, but they did it. And it changed my life in such mm-hmm. a different way. Yeah. And, you know, and you go back and you're like, well, if, if they hadn't have done this, I would have never went to the school I went to. I would have never met you. I mm-hmm. would have never met my wife. I never would have had my kids. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. That one moment changed everything. Oh, I think about the butterfly effect every yeah. fucking mm-hmm. day of my life. And it's just. Every day of my life. It's crazy because like, as you know, my grandma finally passed away over this last summer mm-hmm. a year ago. And I have no grandparents left. And it's it's kind of like losing my mom again. Mm-hmm. And I was closer with my grandparents than I am with my dad now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it took me a long time to, I wouldn't say forgive my dad, but to understand where he was. Because, like, my parents were both alcoholics. They were both, you know, dabbled in drugs and they're just kind of like how we are now. We don't know what we're doing. They didn't know mm-hmm. what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I, in a weird way, like I don't hold any grudge against my mom now. Right. Because I was 26, 27 before I had my first kid. Yeah. And then I think back to like, she was 17 when she got pregnant. Yeah. She had no fucking idea what she was doing. No. And then. They were kids. You see mm-hmm. all of your you see all of your friends go off to college and you're raising this kid, yeah. right? You don't get to have your crazy like party girl face. So then the state says, Hey, we're going to take away your three kids that you had before you were 22. Yeah. And, um, now you're kind of free to do whatever the fuck you want. Well, of course you're going to run off with some handsome guy exactly. to Texas and go fuck off and do drugs and all this shit. Like, of course you're going to. Um, so like, I kind of get it now, like, yeah. but but you uh, had those years of being pissed oh, every day. Like, oh, why, so many. Why is this happening to me? Why can't you step up and yeah. be the father yeah. oh, or mother yeah. or whomever that you're supposed to be? Well, why so, are we having to suffer because you can't get your shit under control? So when I was 17, I started asking questions about my biological father because no one talked about him. No mm-hmm. one talked about him. My grandparents still don't talk about him. Um, but I met a teacher at the high school that taught both my biological parents and then taught me. She had been there that long. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, here's a yearbook from 88, 89. Here's your biological father, blah, blah, blah. Learn all about him. Um, the kind of sponsor family that he lived with when she, when he, uh, first moved here, she passed away. So I meet him at the visitation for her funeral the night before her funeral. And we have this relationship for like a year. Then he gets divorced and it was his wife that was like, you need to have a relationship with your oldest son. They get divorced. So he's like, fuck it. I don't gotta do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I turned 26, 27, um, Kaylee gets pregnant with our first kid. And I'm like, Hey man, you need to have a relationship. Cause you can have grand, you're going to have grandkids, um, have a right relationship for a few years. He does meet Kenta, I think once or twice. Um, so his second, second grandchild. Um, and then he gets married to another woman named Clover. And there is this picture uh, on on their Facebook, and it's him and all of his kids and all of their kids and all of her kids, um, and it's like, oh my god, it's just a blessing to have all of our children together. Oh, and I was like, and I was like, you guys can go fuck yourself. And I haven't talked to him since. And uh, I had to I had to reach out to Clover 
um, and be like, hey, where was my dad born? Where? Because I didn't know if he is he was listed on the birth certificate or not. I'd yep. never seen it. Mm-hmm. My grandma still has it like locked up in our old house. So I called Clover and I was like, just in case, mm-hmm. where was he born? What's you, the United States say his birthday is? Um, and, and all of this other information. And then she gave it to me and she was like, hey, you know, your father has Facebook again. He would love for you to reach out. And I was like, not going to fucking happen. I'm good. Never going to fucking happen. Um, my mom has really like matured. Uh, we have like an okay relationship, you know, reach out to her every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it doesn't feel like, it does not feel like a parent relationship. It's more like a friend. Yeah. Just an that's, old friend. Like it's, a, it's that's like I'm with my dad when I hang out with, or like when I, when I call, when I text my mom, it's like, it's the same as if I texted you. Yeah. Just like, Hey man, what's up? Yeah. Like I saw this thing. Reminded me. Like, it's not like I don't go to her for advice or any of that shit or like, and I don't even really talk to her. Like when I get, when I got my job, um, I didn't like, I, I just started a new job like two days ago and I didn't like reach out to her and be like, Hey, like here's this thing. I always do that with my grandma. Um, yeah. and like, this is going to sound really braggadocious, but like when, when I met Amy and things started going really, really well and like, I had the job at the car dealership and I was making more money than I ever made in my life. And we bought this house and got engaged. Like I shared all of those things with my grandma first because it's like your parent. Well, first she's my parent, but then it's also like, Hey, I just wanted to let you know that you were there when no one else was. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you, you saw me struggle through like, my twenties were a fucking struggle. I mean, my grandfather passed away when I was 22. Um, and then like my love life was obviously not all that. Um, uh, the girl that I was dating when I graduated college, like we broke up when I was 26. Um, I moved or 25. Um, I moved to Des Moines. I just fuck everything in the city for a few years and then I get Kaylee pregnant. So, um, I'm like, hey, you've been you've been very supportive and been there for all of that. Like, mm-hmm. let me show you what your let me show you that your investment paid off. Because, like I said on a previous episode, and I'm not trying to talk shit about like my brother or my sister, but like, I don't think that they, I don't think they ended up where they want to be. Um, my brother's, like I said, my brother's matured, but he's still working like an entry level job at Walmart. My sister uh, did not graduate college. She's kind of like bouncing in and out of jobs and th- that sort of thing. And I, I, don't, I don't think my grandmother looks <laughs> looks upon them like super fondly. Um, and maybe this is just me being like super cocky, but at the same time, it's just like, hey, like your investment into us paid off at least in mm-hmm. in one of the three of us, and. Uh, and so like, I try to invite her to this house. I try to invite her to see her grandkids sure. and I try to invite her to see Amy like as much as I can. Cause it's like, Hey, all of this work and effort that you put in to like make a good person. Like I, I'm probably not there yet, but like I'm on my way to being a good fucking mm-hmm. person. And like, uh, so far my thirties have been, uh, the, the best decade yet. Cause once I, once I got to about 10 and started realizing what was happening with my, my mother, I was a very angry child and then I was not great in college. And then I turned 20 and 22, like all, all that happened. So like things were not great until I turned 30 and then I started medication and therapy and met Amy and all these good things started happening all at once. So, um, I just want her to be able to see now, like, Hey, I know it took a while, but mm-hmm. like 
all of the time and, and love that you invested, like it's fucking like paying it's, off, it's paying off. Yeah. It's paying off. So, um, what's your relationship like with your parents? I did pretty, pretty okay. I guess I, I have a better one with my mom than my dad. Um, how are your parents? I haven't seen them. They're doing forever. good. Um, yeah. Mom works at a nursing home, um, has been there for about a decade. Um, my mom is like a freaking every woman. She has done jobs across the freaking gamut and is good at every single one of them. So, mm-hmm. um, she's good. Uh, dad's still farming. Uh, he hangs out with grandma a lot. Um, yeah, I, I, we, we go up and see him every now and again with the kids when we can. And they're always happy to see you it. They, they want lo- more. You don't loathe your parents. What's that <laughs> like? You know, it's funny sitting back and be like, oh, my dad's a farmer. My dad's, yeah, my dad's a wannabe blues player. <laughs> that's, he thinks he's the second coming of Stevie Ray Vaughan, and that's fine, but it's not. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah. It's just fun kind of sitting back and like, oh, cool. That's what your parent does? Oh, my dad, my dad <laughs> yeah. drinks. Yeah. My dad drinks a lot. Yeah. What about you? What do you think of your parents? If you ever have a chance to meet Trevor's mom, she's uh she's a trip. She's a hoot. <laughs> We've decided that um, in in May of next year we want to because it'll coincide with kind of our first one year anniversary. But we also don't want to do uh, a Mother's Day podcast where we sit on oh, the side of the table and then our cool. mother's over there and then we just fucking yell at, at yell at them for an hour. <laughs> I won't be on that one. I know. No, I'm so sorry, um. Yeah, uh, as far as family dynamics go, uh, it's very weird because um, me and my sister grew up practically, uh, you know, our entire uh, childhood lives with our parents being together. Um, How far apart are you and your sister? About a couple years. Yeah, me, um, me and my sister are eight years apart. So. Uh, my brother, who's about 10 years younger than me, uh, probably around the time he he had hit 10 years old is when they got a divorce can i stop you real quick so i saw taylor like two weeks ago Mm -hmm. that boy is handsome right (laughs) he's so fucking cute right oh sorry like he that's a handsome boy when he when he gets shacked up with somebody i know like I know that, like, Good as a joke, him. we call ourselves the beautiful boys on this podcast. That is a beautiful right. boy. Beautiful boy. So, um, no. If things uh, don't work out with Amy. I'm going to be your brother. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving it's on. It's funny because, like, when we were young, you, you were, you'd think, like, hey, maybe it's Tara. No, it's Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> what a babe. But, no, um, so... My my parents got Attaching divorced probably around the time that, family via that his butt. he was 10. Um, and at first I was like, I'm so thankful that he won't like when they got divorced, it sucks. Obviously, like it, it was a bad situation all around. Um, my brother ended up staying with my mom the whole time. Um, and, and their relationship's always been kind of rocky. The, it, but when, you know, the dust kind of settled from the divorce and everything. I, I, I got to thinking, I was like, you know, I'm almost thankful that it it's happening and it's happened because that means my brother wouldn't be around all the fighting and mm-hmm. all the, all the issues that, that me and my sister had to, had to deal with and go through. Sure. And then 
it got weird because my parents, um, as time went on and, and we kind of figured everything out that like, they are incredible. Like even, even if they're not together, uh, you know, even if they're not married, they, they are so heavily, uh, dependent on each other. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. Um, they still live together. They still live together, but they're divorced. Yeah, and have been it's, for what over a decade. Yeah, roughly. Maybe it's that that label of being married. Once they got divorced, no, because my mom, my mom has a boyfriend, oh. so to speak. Coincidentally, his is name's the, Rob as well. Is but it the magician it, from your birthday? Fuck no! I thought she was fucking that what? guy. For the oh, 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 we'll get into that. It's the um, last story we tell on this episode. Or it could be a cherry on top. Oh, yeah, we could do that. We haven't done one of those in a long time. Uh, right? Continue, sorry. Anyway, um, so whether whether or not they like to admit it, they're incredibly dependent on each other. Like, at this point, like, they need each other. Like, flat out, like, even if they fucking hate each other, even if they argue, they're still around each other. They tolerate each other. It's it's almost as if, like, they didn't actually get divorced. Um. Sometimes like that ha- I mean, relationship. Sometimes that happens though. Like, I mean, Kaylee and I, like, we fucking hated each other when we were married, and then for whatever reason, we get divorced, and like, we're the best of friends now. And yeah, e- it's not even, like that at all. And even her and Amy like it along just fine. Well, okay, and that's the thing. It's like I kind of wish my parents would have done that. Mm-hmm. They were into domestic abuse mm-hmm. constantly. Mm-hmm. I had called well, cops on my dad before. Well, I mean, I almost wish they would have divorced. And been happy separate mm-hmm. rather than staying together mm-hmm. and yeah. hating each other. So, so like I was saying, um, you know, I was almost thankful that Taylor wouldn't have to go through that. But, uh, you know, time goes on and they're dependent on each other. They they are around each other whether they like it or not. Um, and and so I mean, there's really no difference. Like it it he. It's not like he avoided being a part of that because they were still so reliant on each other to just exist. Um, so, you know, he was subjected to that quite a bit. And that's not to say that there hasn't been strife between each of, like, uh, us as kids uh, to our parents. Um, my mom has uh, an incredibly hard issue of letting go of things, whether it be small stuff or just letting go of her kids and letting them grow up and be their own person sure. and, and going through their own experiences. Like, like I just had a conversation with her uh, a few weeks ago where like she, she knows, and she's been told this for over 10 years. Like she knows that she needs to cut the cord, let it go and let things go. And she needs to trust that things are going to either work out or that, we're going to have a good enough mind to keep in contact and, and have that relationship. She knows that she just struggles with that heavily all the time. Uh, my dad, um, I've always just kind of, I'd say I always had a good relationship with. Um, the only time I didn't was during the divorce. Um, he, he spiraled, uh, you know, while my mom uh, 
would be gone and, and she ran off. And this is after I graduated high school and everything and I was still living with them. Um, she left, leaving my dad to um, almost kind of be by himself. Almost. Um, he'd go out drinking. Uh, there was one night he went out drinking, uh, couldn't find him, couldn't contact him, um, went looking for him, uh, found him at, uh, Casey's in, in Dallas center. This is where we lived at the time. Um, found him at Casey's at Dallas center. So I pull up to him, um, as he's leaving and I follow him and you know, this is him being drunk and being a fucking idiot, uh, just takes off towards Grimes like and and you know I went after him trying to call him and talk to him uh whatnot because he's not okay he's either gonna get hurt or like like we're left at home alone and so he uh he pulls over and I pull over and I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, why are you running? And, and you know, I laid into him and he goes, well, I thought you were cops. And again, he's drunk. So whatever. Um, I took the keys from him. Um, said I was driving him back and that we need to have it out. And I was dumb enough to give him back his keys for a split second uh, because he said he needed to grab something. And he took off. And so I ran back to my car. I jumped in, uh, flipped a bitch and ended up going into the ditch. Oh shit. It it was, it wasn't, it, that sounds bad. Um, me going into the ditch wasn't as serious as, as it sounds like it, it, Mm. it's literally like I turned and I dipped into it and I couldn't get out. Thankfully, um, there were people passing by that was able to pull me out and stuff. Uh, my dad came back when he realized I wasn't behind him. And then um, once we got home, um, we just had a yelling match. Like we like we screamed at each other. And uh, I think he like like uh, like it was to the point where like fists were going to be thrown, kind of thing. It never happened, but I think that was kind of like the point for him to where he realized shit like messed up. I mm-hmm. messed up. Like this could have been way worse and you know, everything's fine. Uh, we have a great relationship. We talk, we joke all the time, you know, uh, it's, it, it, it's what, you know, at least in my eyes from my experiences is what, uh, typical relationship would be between a father and a son. And, and now thankfully um, he's able to have that relationship with uh, his granddaughter uh, from uh, Tara, uh, his grandson from me and his, you know, future granddaughter uh, from, from me and Heather. So it's worked out. Um, it's not to say there haven't been missteps before, but you know, hey, we're you know, it's where it goes. Yeah. So yeah. It's weird. Uh it's weird having parents like relationships with your parents when you're an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, when you how do I put this? 
it's weird having like a, a decent relationship with your parents when you're an adult when you didn't have a strong relationship with them when you like needed them as a kid yeah because then you just grow up and you're in your 30s and like you have your own family now and you're just like yeah i don't fucking need you but like i mean we are related so like <laughs> you know like right. i guess i better keep like you know yeah in the loop yeah kind of yeah. it's 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 weird because it's like i don't know you're still not the person I go to for, like I said before, like you're yeah. still not the person I go yeah. for, for advice. Like, you know, um, it, and you know, it's like, if this is any indication, I would go to concerts with my dad. Yeah. 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 But I can't stand to be in his house for longer than 20 minutes mm -hmm. before starting to feel like I'm about I to break something. Completely understand. It's like, I, cool. Yeah. I can hang out with you as a friend knowing you're my dad. Mm hmm. But I can't. I don't think I'd be able to stay at night at his house without just. You can't have a relationship as a father and son. Yeah, mm -hmm. because it just it, it everything feels different. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. I love him as my dad, but I do not respect him as a person. Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. kind of, it's just one of those things where everything that happened to me as a child growing up influenced who I am today. I was so afraid of like drinking, of doing anything outside of my box during like college years because I was afraid I was going to turn into that person. Mm -hmm. Now I can sit back and be like, oh, I can have a drink. I can have many drinks. Yeah. I'm fine. I don't want to be that person. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be absent from my kids. I don't want to be washed up. I don't want to lose my job. You know, I'm happy where I'm at, but I can look at him and see the things that how he has influenced me. I am my dad in the way mm -hmm. I raise my kids. Like I'm very hands-on. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I realized in therapy pretty recently that from the time I was like six, I was having serious, this is the way the world works conversations with my grandfather. Mm -hmm. And now I have them with my grandmother. Yep. I've honest to God, never had any sort of like, here's how the world works conversation with my mom. Not once. Mm -hmm. Like, I've never, I've never had that conversation. Like I'm like, it's always, and when we talk, it's, it's weird. Like it's always like just small talk. Yeah. yeah it's, it's never, I've never had like a serious, um, very rarely had like a serious conversation with her. Even when she like recently in the last few months broke up with like her long term, like I think they were together for like eight years. Oh wow. Boyfriend. The one that you met. Yeah. The one that changed John's tire. Um, yeah, so they broke up. She lives in Greenfield now instead of up in Ralston. And even when that happened, I I, I think that she called me or reached out as like a, a shoulder to cry on. And I was like, cool. Yeah, sorry. That, that sucks for you. But also like, sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to say, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. But that's, that's how families work. Yeah. They're dysfunctional and they're i mean at the same time like i haven't work. you know like i don't really i mean i don't talk to my sister at all anymore but um i haven't had like a serious conversation like that with my brother either you know um i uh i don't know how to i don't know how to say this but i was just thinking about this like last night that like it's so weird that you grow up with these people who like they share your genetics, they share your DNA, mm -hmm. but like 
if they didn't and you had a choice, these are not the people you would choose to be your friends. Not at all. Probably mm-hmm. not anyway. Um, but like, because, because of these circumstances, you're like forced to keep a relationship with them. Um, and like, if any of my friends acted the way that they do, I'd be like, you're not my friend anymore. Like, <laughs> but you have to keep them around cause they're family. And See, it's just like, it's so, I always talk about this because it, it always, it always harkens back to my family is really fucked up a year. No, it's probably been about three years now. Uh, a close fan. We called her grandma Shirley. Mm-hmm. She wasn't my grandma, but she was grandma. Of the family passed away. We go, to the funeral, and one of my aunt's daughters has been kind of estranged. She moved to California. Nobody's really talked to her. They get hold of her. Hey, your grandma passed away. Can you come back for the funeral? And my aunt has been super just obnoxiously upset with her. She's like, if she shows up, I'll beat her fucking ass. We're not going to deal with her here. I shit you not. She walks into the funeral home. And my aunt grabs her by her collar, slams her up against the wall, and tells her, you need to get the fuck out of here. You're not part of this family anymore. That's not where I thought that was going. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like, no. the moment she saw her, big hug? No, like, not even a little bit. So I had to, me and a couple of family members had to separate my aunt and her daughter at a funeral for grandma. Damn. I'm like, no, this is normal. This is mm-hmm. fine. This is how family get-togethers happen, right? Fist fight at a fucking funeral. Perfect. I mean, it's just things like that. We were like, if I didn't have to be around you, yep, I wouldn't. Yeah. Last year when my grandma passed away, everybody was perfect on their T's. Everything was great. Two days after she passed away, verbal fight between aunt and uncles on both sides. Well, who's getting her stuff? Who's getting it's this? Always, who's getting it's that? always the worst. You know, who gives a shit? She's been dead for 48 hours. Yeah. Can we not like, I don't know, grieve? Yeah. Instead, we're trying to decide, does she have anything in the will that needs to go here and there? Yep. I'm like, I I just want my pictures of me Mm -hmm. with my grandma. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my things. My my mom's the same way, too. Uh, uh, At my wedding, uh, you know, my mom likes to to, uh, over-exaggerate stuff a lot. I'm not. I'm not saying that she doesn't have history with. I think anyone that's with her side of the family, her her sister, uh, her sister's husband, or anything like that. But she's she's doing the whole guilty by association thing. Mm -hmm. So when we invited uh, my cousins out, you know, a couple of them came out, and and she made this whole stink about it. She's like, uh. You know, she she had issues with my aunt before before uh, my aunt passed, and it, it was a whole thing. Won't get into it, but essentially, when we got married, um, she made this whole deal about how she didn't want to have anything to do with them. She's not going to be nice to them or anything like that. I'm like, no, this isn't your fucking day. This is my day. This is Heather's day. You will not fuck this up. I will kick you out. We will not ever talk to you again. Flat out. So, um, you know, wedding day comes around. Cousins, you know, show up. And, and you know, to me, they didn't do me any wrong. I have no issues with them. It, it You know, whatever history there is, fuck it. 
because it this isn't the day for it. You know, uh, I love my cousins. Um, I love my family. Um, my mom held a grudge against my cousins because of something their mother did. Uh, I mean, there's a little bit more to it, but that's essentially what it was. It's mm-hmm. like my cousins were guilty by association because of their mom. Yeah, the um, sins of the father. The, mm-hmm. the I don't even know what biggest, that applies here. I don't know what that actually means. It does. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah it kind of does. That is, that is um, the phrase. The, the biggest thing, though, and... and when in Rome. <laughs> and this may be, you know, you, you guys may be able to see it if you check out, like, wedding pictures. Was, um, you know, we had immediate family in pictures. Mm-hmm. And my cousins were there. My mom said she didn't want to be a part of it because of my cousins. And I told her, I'm like, look, you need to shape the fuck up. It is a picture. Because I need (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, But I was like, it's a fucking picture. I don't care if you had to fake it. Don't fuck this up. And, um... So, you know, after a while of of talking to her and and convincing her to finally take the one fucking picture with immediate family, um, she did it and we didn't notice at first, but you know, you look back at it now and you can see it, but, um, you see the picture, you see all of us there, great time, everything like that. And then you see my mom and she's the only one not smiling because she has to be a part of it. Yeah. Essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty much what it was. It was like, like she's not smiling and it, like more than anything about that day that pisses me off. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know if she knows this. Um, you know, I don't know if I ever brought it up to her. I don't think so, but like she couldn't let that go. For one day. For one day, let alone a the picture and day. fake yeah. a, and fake a fucking smile. Boy, this episode has everything. There's a weddings <laughs> yeah. and funerals. What yes. the everything you want. Three men and a baby. Uh <laughs> Austin's the baby. Oh, I'm the baby. Uh we're Let's running go. out of time. Final thoughts. Any words of wisdom? Uh so my I I would say like my tie in with this whole thing is the way that I have approached like fatherhood and having a family is I want to be like the parent that I wish I had in those moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I I want to be the dad who's present for all of the things that are important to them. Um, if they have a problem, they know they can come to me on that kind of thing. Just being around and being kind um, because I, I know there, it, it's easy to fall into like the cynical or the, you know, easily angered version of like, oh my God, why is this happening in this certain, you know, way, you know what I'm saying? Um, because parenting is just a whole bunch of it. And I, and I'm in a diagnosed obsessive compulsive. So like anytime something falls off of the radar, it's like, mm-hmm. um, so like, all of us anxious boys here. Oh. <laughs> we the anxious boys here on TBS, the Superstation. Um, but no, just being being that parent that I wish I had in situations that I that I see repeated with my kids now, where you know you're not able to sleep, and so somebody's there with you for you know the whole night, or somebody will sleep on your floor till you fall asleep, as, as opposed to being like get your ass back to bed. 
um, you know, being there like when they have a pageant or like a, a ball game, you know, even if I have something work related, I'm like, guys, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm not going to be here. Work is not my life. These people are my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, 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 a question I wanted to pose to everybody, and I know you said we're running out of time. No, so no, sorry about that. Hey, um, it's, like, it's our fucking show. We can do what we want. That's, I mean, that is true. We're, um, we're 16 minutes beyond what we usually do, but some I don't bitch. give a fuck. Four of us. I don't give a fuck. What, what does your past family experience, what, what is something that it has, that it has pushed you to promote in your family life or as, as a, as a parent, as a father for, We'll start with you and then go around the table and we'll end and you can answer your own question. I don't even know how to start that. Everything. Literally everything. I, I, the way my family had ruined, they ruined alcohol. They ruined drugs. They ruined good times. They ruined everything with, with how they abused them and how they translated that into my life as a child Mm -hmm. i was so afraid that i if i took one drink of alcohol that i was i was fucked i that was going to be the rest of my life i would end up like my father i would end up a shitty husband Mm -hmm. a shitty dad i I mean when you're raised in a in a family life where it's constant chaos any little thing can put the fear of God into you. Like, oh no, they're yelling. Well, this is it. This is, I'm going to have to call the cops on my dad. Uh, They're they're arguing, well, dad's going to be gone the rest of the night and mom's going to try to OD on sleeping pills. I mean, I, I saw so much as a child that I shouldn't have had to see. Yeah. And, and I think that everything that I saw I made a promise to myself I was never going to put my children through that. Absolutely. I do not I'm not perfect by any means. Oh, yeah, no. I can lose my temper sometimes with my 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 children, mm-hmm. but I would never say the things that I've seen my parents say to each other, mm-hmm. to my wife or to my kids. It's everything. Everything that I I I was raised on influenced where I am today. I mean, my parents were both high school graduate or high school dropouts. I mean, and I'm like one of the first people in my family to graduate college. I mean, I just got all my student loans paid off finally. That's nice. fucking got them awesome. forgiven. That's fucking got go. them forgiven. Nice. Not paid off, forgiven. Because you have that beautiful, beautiful state job. Yeah, <laughs> public service <laughs> job. I mean, it, 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 it's everything, everything, everything that I went through as a child. I dedicated myself to not putting my children through that good on you it's hard yeah yeah like you earlier when you talked about how it was being with somebody who had a child that young during college it was hard mm-hmm. it was hard because your friends are going out and they're partying and they're doing this and doing that i didn't want to do that because i was scared that one of those decisions would lead me down my parents path Mm-hmm. So. I know I'm jumping the line, but like the first time I, first time I did the marijuanas, the I was, marijuanas. <laughs> I was like, because all I had heard growing up was like, it's a gateway drug. Yeah. And I was like, well, 
my mother had a horrible time and I, I'm like, I, I'm going to have that gene and I'm going to, I'm going to smoke marijuana. And then like next week I'm going to be doing meth. And then a week after crack that, cocaine. I'm going to be fucking crack cocaine. And crack then a cocaine. week after that, I'm going to be injecting heroin. And like, then you're going to be boofing it up the air. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that doesn't sound that bad. Hey, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I, I won't go into as far as parents, because as far as my parents, just simply because it's stuff that I know that I don't think they know, or mm-hmm. that I don't feel uh, appropriate Fair. to be said at the moment. Fair. Um, what I will say, uh, you know, translating from what I've learned from them being parents to me being a parent is, um, and this is something I've always kind of been a champion of, is, is communication. Mm-hmm. Uh my parents communicated. I don't feel like they did it as well as they could have. With that being said, uh, you know, I try to communicate as much as possible. If if there is an issue, if if someone is hurting or or upset or anything like that, or you know, in in the case of Phoenix, you know, he he shuts down a lot. Mm-hmm. We still de- like don't really know why. I mean, things can be said, but it, it doesn't really get to the meat of the problem. Um, you know, and it, to me, it's as simple as just talking it out and communicating. Absolutely. And But he doesn't understand that yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents, like I said, weren't necessarily great at communicating. But, um, you know, I, I think we're fortunate enough to where we like the four of us are all in life to where we, we grew up during a certain time period, um, you know, with, uh, technology or, or we grow, we grew up through the growing pains of what we now know as the modern world. So we have a bit more of an understanding of how things work, um, how to go about certain things that our parents didn't necessarily know. So, you know, if I could boil it down to three things, it'd be communication. Um, it'd be understanding. And to be quite honest, you know, now more than ever is just like compassion with each other. I think, uh, we talked about this a, a few episodes ago, but we talked about how, uh, success is just lowering the bar on what you'll pat yourself on the back for, which mm-hmm. I think is a Pete Holmes quote. Um, <laughs> I loved that episode. By yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, as, as low as this is, as low as uh, the bar is when I say this, like just, just having an active role in my kid's life is, uh, is more than I ever got. From my, from it's my more parents. than a lot of kids get. Yeah, so um, I mean, just trying to to foster the the most positive relationship that I can with my kids and be around as much as possible. And um, there's just a lot of things that I, a lot of things that I I, I promised um, I promised myself that uh, that my kids would would see and would not see. And the thing that they would see is that like. Um, I I am going to love their stepmother um, more <laughs> more vigorously than they've ever <laughs> seen another person love another human. Um, 
and I made it, I mean, even before we officially got divorced, like when we separated, um, I will talk all the shit in the world about their mother. They will never hear any of it. Um, Until they listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even then, I don't think I, I don't, I don't go in too hard on Kaylee ever, but um, all of the, all of the issues that we had were um, between me and her and it was all our marriage. Um it was never, never had anything to do with a disagreement on how to raise our kids. Uh, um, oh God, as, as much as I hate admitting this, because <laughs> there are things I dislike about that woman. Uh, she is the best fucking mom in the world. I couldn't, I couldn't ask for a, a better person to to have uh, have kids with um, until I have kids with my future wife. <laughs> um, but right now, she's the best person I could have ever asked, and she's an amazing mother um and has, has given up so much and and um yeah so i i will talk all the shit in the world uh, about our marriage because it was fucking terrible but uh she's an amazing mother um and my kids will never hear me say a negative thing about their mother um but yeah i think just um yeah as long as i don't run off and try to have us uh the secondary life where I pretend that I don't have kids for 15 years. Um, I think I'll, I think I'll be good. I think you got a good group of people here that would beat your ass if you did that too. Yeah. And that's honestly, honest to God. And I feel really shitty for saying this. My mother has reconnected with a lot of people that she went to high school with, but I think probably the drugs and probably moving away to a different state. She didn't have a good support system. I think she probably lost a lot of that when she got pregnant in high school. Yeah. Um, cause you just, you kind of disconnect, uh, with, with people, you know, when, when they're off partying and going to college and doing all that shit and you have a kid at home mm-hmm. and you live with your parents and then you get married at 18 and, um, then, you know, all of the things that happened in her, uh, late teens, early twenties, um, she didn't have that support system. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so yeah, when you say like, I have a group of friends that will beat the shit out of me if I'm not a good husband and a good father. Like, I know that's said in jest, but at the same time, like, man, that means the that means the world to me because yeah. uh, that just means I have this like this group of people behind me that like want me to be successful. When you and, like, that. and I mean, like, I had my head so far up my ass for the longest time. Um, so like, We've seen you grow. Fuck, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like, when you came to visit the first time, when it was just you, and I don't even know why you were up here. Oh, it was for that wrestling pay-per-view or whatever, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. You came up here, and um, we went and did that on a Saturday night. The AEW show. Yeah. Yeah. Amy's still in bed, and you and I are just sitting in this room yeah. watching wrestling, uh, barely watching wrestling. Barely. And just talking about our families and, like, ourselves. And uh, to have, like, one of my oldest friends just be like, man, you've grown up so fucking much. Like, I mean, yeah, the fucking minute you left my house, I started crying. And I, I meant like, it. Yeah. I mean, you've changed a lot. Yeah. And, and, you know, I know that you're, you don't give yourself enough credit for the, for the change that Absolutely. you have made. Yeah. I mean, and as much as you said you were a terrible person 10 years ago. This is what I was. It's not nearly. Know. It a lot of it was in your head. Mm-hmm. You are a defeatist, and you're always in your head about something, thinking that you're this terrible person when you're, you're not. not. You're, yeah. you're not any different than anybody else and, and going through anything yeah. else different. It's just that 
you get in your own head the way everybody else gets yeah. in their own heads. Well, both of the, you, both of you know this woman very closely. Um, there's one person that I wish I could be in the same room with again mm-hmm. and apologize to. And I'm not gonna say her name, but both of you know who that is. And uh, I feel fucking terrible because, like, when I say I'm a bad person, it's always I'm always thinking of that person. Mm-hmm. I was I was awful to her, and I she was, was a good person, terrible yeah. to her. She was a and good she person, was amazing, but and she like so many chances and uh and i was just a dickhead you were young though absolutely well and not that that's an excuse yeah Yeah. but you were young and it's just that that whole headset that you were in Mm -hmm. was you were kind of in a fuck the world kind of headset oh yeah and and you had to learn and you haven't lived enough life at 20 years old it sounds like i'm making Mm -hmm. a joke but like honest to god it was very much like i don't care if i fuck this up because i'm probably gonna gonna kill myself anyway yeah Mm -hmm. um and that's how it was like i mean every day for our for uh for a long time most of college i was like i don't you know i can i can burn this relationship to the ground or i can burn Mm -hmm. this friendship to the ground because like yeah can't take it with you when you're dead. I'm probably going to kill myself anyway. Right. So And look where you are now. You're like a couple months before your wedding with Amy. So Dude, I've never been. I've, I'm the happiest I've ever been. With in my some life. of your best friends around you. Yeah. yeah. I'm the happiest pop, I've ever been pop. in my life. <laughs> did you just community me? I did. Um, <laughs> did indeed. I didn't watch the end of that show. Well, uh, what, what have you. I don't want to go totally negative, positive or negative. What have you learned or gleaned from your parents that you're using or not using, um, either steering into or steering away from as, as you grow your family? Yeah. So, um, right before my daughter was born, I decided I wanted to go into therapy just to make sure I was in the right headspace. It's the smartest fucking decision you ever could have made. I'm have not... we all been through therapy? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there, no, but have fine. we? So, okay. Cause I went through therapy. Yeah. I know you have. Do some therapy, my friend. Sounds like you have. It's the best it's thing in the world. Trevor, you're the okay. I'm, I'm the outlier. I'm not saying that it's the be-all, end-all, fix-all mm-hmm. thing, but I was just curious because mm-hmm. I, I think therapy, it does something. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, me not being a part of that, like, I still, I think we're all in the same headspace yeah. of, like, the benefits of, of care mm-hmm. like that. So yeah. anyway, We're just, like, starting a podcast that's way that. cheaper than therapy. <laughs> But, but so I, I went to therapy right before my daughter was born. And, um, one of the biggest things that, that, and, and it, you know, you think about it now and it's such a simple, like rudimentary, like line of thinking, but it's just not how I was. Am, am I being loud as hell? No, no, no. You're too, <laughs> too quiet almost. Yeah. I turned it up a little bit. My apologies. No, you're fine. Um, but like, it, 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 it seems you're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we already did an ASMR podcast, so Ooh. yeah, we did. I didn't hear that one. No, it's, it's called that. Burger King ASMR, <laughs> and it's just like those those two guys eating their Burger King, and we recorded it, and it's like them like fucking with their bags. I'm, and like I'm so afraid up. you're gonna hear me like gulping this. No, you're good. Whenever you go down, you're good. For... So the thing is, so mm-hmm. our very this is awesome. You're fine. I apologize, no, but our very first podcast yeah. was with a cancer survivor. I so yep, yep I listened. It to was the one. most heavily edited podcast we've ever done. Mm-hmm. And like I wanted it to be perfect, mm-hmm. and then it turned into silly, goofy bullshit. Um, <laughs> and then I stopped caring. And I'm like, if someone hears a fucking cat in the background, or someone drops a phone, or someone whatever, like who gives a shit? It just adds, it just adds character. So <laughs> you're fine. Gulp away. But uh, so, in, in like I said, it seems so simple now. 
but the way that we were we were raised and I, it wasn't even in a in a like a bad way like they weren't doing anything intentionally um to like tamp this down but we were taught that boys don't show emotion mm-hmm. boys don't react upon emotion if you have emotion you're weak and boys don't cry boys don't cry absolutely yep. and i still have family members who say that and i'm like go fuck yourself um because cry, i cry all the fucking time uh, exactly. thank you we sad boys um i like the sad boys we should be the sad boys. We should be the sad gang boys. gang <laughs> buzz buzz but but my therapist said because I, I was like i i feel things and i and but i know i shouldn't feel them and she's like wait stop stop she's like you're a fucking human being mm-hmm. human beings have feelings emotions and they're all different she said why why are you why are you prohibiting yourself from feeling things mm-hmm. and i was like well I'm, i just don't feel like i should and she's like what good's that doing anyone anyone and so the way that i have approached my my family and and how we go about things is i i say sorry and don't put caveats on it when i fuck up Mm -hmm. because i'm a human being and i'm going to have feelings and emotions and some of those are going to be sad and anger and frustration and they're going to be expressed and if I don't do it in the right way, I go, hey, guys, I'm sorry. Dad was not feeling his absolute best just then. I, I, you know, I raised my voice when I shouldn't have. And I know that might have been, you know, scary to hear or that might have been, you know, made you feel like something was wrong. You didn't do anything wrong. Dad just wasn't feeling right. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Not I'm sorry you feel that way because that's not a fucking apology. Right. I'm sorry. What can I do to make it better? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, just just as simple as that because we didn't we didn't do that. It was always mom and dad know best. You listen to mom and dad, even if mom and dad are yelling something at you, and if that nails the point home, all the better for it. In my house, we have emotions, we show emotion, we feel emotion, yep. and we respect each other's emotions when we have them. We say sorry. When we do something wrong and we mean it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um last thing. I mean, I think we've all kind of talked about our flaws and then the flaws <laughs> and the people that we grew up with. And this is part of my wedding vow, so now I'm gonna have to rewrite it for the nineteenth time. God damn. Um <laughs> but I'm a I'm a deeply, deeply flawed person. And uh Amy has never once been like, Hey, I'd like you to hide your flaws. Um <laughs> she was very much like how about you start therapy and medication and was very much like, how about you work on yourself and then I'm still going to be around. And, mm-hmm. um, when the time is right, we'll reconvene. And, uh, I was again, not a very good person kind of showing like, uh, you know, 2018 was a terrible year for me when mm-hmm. it comes to dating, um, separated from my wife and then dated three other girls that were terrible for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And in the, yeah. And then in the, in the midst of that, I met Amy, <laughs> um, she had a boyfriend at the time, they they break up and uh i'm like let's go let's go i'm fucking ready and she's like no you're not and uh yeah so she was like work on work on yourself um you know don't hide your flaws but also mm-hmm. let's work on them yeah. together um it could be because there is a difference yeah and it's uh it's fucking awesome to have like obviously i have way more but three of the most important 
guys in my life that are like, yeah, yeah. that have never, never once been like, hey, hide your fucking flaws. Um, have always supported me and been like, fucking get it together. But also like, hey, and even if you don't, <laughs> we're still here to support you. And hey, so what, you fucking get it together. What is it we used to say? 90% charming. 10%, 10% bitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or 90% charming. 10%. Uh, no, 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 no. 10% concentrated power. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. And 10, yeah. And a hundred percent reason to remember the name. And, uh, but just to, to have a a good group of friends, um, and, and Matt and Jack from high school are the same way. They're very much like, Hey man, um, we all know you're fucked up, but, uh, we're all fucked. We're not, we're not going anywhere. (laughs) And so to have that group of guys that are like, Hey, we're, uh, we're going to support you through all of it is uh is a fucking blessing and Holds then you closer together yeah dude and to be able to to sit down and uh in a in a weird way to be able to sit down with uh three of my best friends and then talk about all of this and then to have it um to be able to go back and 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 listen to it and listen yeah. to all the advice is fucking it's a blessing so thank you guys so much and uh cheers to breaking generational family curses cheers cheers all right. I love all of you. Love you too, man. Goodbye. Yeah,